This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenda Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for August 5th, episode 2491, brought to you by State Line Tech. Good morning, Horse World. Everybody up, rise and shine. It's a new day. It's Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Here we can go again. And away we go. So, Glenn, I had coffee yesterday with a friend of mine that I haven't seen in like five days. And I think I talked for two hours straight. There's so much happening in the horse world, or at least in my personal horse world. So let me get this straight. You come here and you bore us for hours, and then you yeah. bored her for hours too? I did. I'm like, you, Aren't you should talk down to my after the sh- show. I just be like, listen to my show. We don't have to have these conversations. We can talk about you. It's what we tell our families all the time. They always ask us, what's going on? You never talk to us. We talk to the world every day for yeah, two I hours. We talked, we talked to at least 12 people a day. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Um, I would just say, I, I'm going to talk to you guys about horse shopping. I went and looked at a horse here. So that's what I was talking about. Uh, that and then the auction that's ending today, just all the drama of horse shopping right now is killing me. We all want to know if you're up five horses after the auction. Uh, you know what? I might be up five horses before the auction. We'll <laughs> see. In our horse nutrition podcast health segment, Dr. Julie Busby talks to us about Lyme's disease in dogs. And our Black Reigns guest of the month is Wendy Orant to tell us about growing up in the Dominican Republic and her company that she's going to say the name of. <laughs> Glenn Googled it. What was it? Equestrius. At- Atelier? Atelier. Atelier. You're asking me. I pronounce every name wrong. <laughs> I told you we Google wouldn't remember by the it. time we got to it. <laughs> Google for that. Anyway, there you go. We'll, we'll get to all that. We'll ask her how to say it. Yeah. Hey, our thoughts are with everyone in the Northeast. You know, we may have mer- missed the hurricane here in Florida, but it took a whammy on everybody from North Carolina up. A lot of our listeners, I saw pictures of trees down on fences and everything. We have a driving friend, who, Wendy and I do, who's this huge oak tree cremated the house took the house out on this beautiful farm. Uh, fortunately, they were okay, but the house is not okay. Uh, there were trees down everywhere. New York City, the Bronx and Queens had trees down and all kinds of stuff. I know that uh, Kayla, one of our hosts, lives on the East Shore of Maryland. Her power has been out, been out for almost a whole day. She just got it back. There were 21 tornadoes in North Carolina, Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, and New Jersey, and six people died from the tornadoes falling trees and floodwaters. So our thoughts are all with all of you that there were still 70 mile an hour winds when it hit canada so this storm was not quitting after it uh after it went over land uh so we're thinking about you guys there was a speaking of the outdoors there was something good that happened this week do you want to hear about something good jamie please tell me something something good yeah we need that song (laughs) yeah we do we do because and this is amazing because it's a miracle there was actually a bill signed that had bipartisan support 
in the United States Congress. And that was a bill called the Great American Outdoors Act. Trump signed it. Um, Basically, what it says is that there'll be a whole bunch of money designated over $11.9 billion to help with deferred maintenance and some new projects that are going on at the 84 million acres of the 400 different national parks. So the national parks have been kind of neglected over the last 20 years and need some upgrades to the roads, restrooms, trails, campgrounds, all of that. Well, uh, there's some money designated now to do that, and they're going to be hopefully helping get some of the national parks back in order. And apparently, because people who aren't usually out of the house much in the cities have been going to the national parks in the last couple months and uh, leaving trash everywhere, it's been a mess. So uh, hopefully they can they can help, help with that. There's also $900 million a year that is designated to the Land and Water Conservation Fund. And what that's used for is to for local parks, for your city parks and your town parks and everything. And over the years, that's helped fund 40,000 swimming pools, soccer fields, baseball diamonds, playgrounds, fishing piers, jogging, and bike trails. So probably your kid plays on one of those fields. But that's uh, been committed to now $900 million a year for that. So the outdoors got some love in the last couple of days, and it was bipartisan. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that's Anything the most amazing is part. Amazing. That's the most amazing part is they actually agreed on it and Trump signed it. That's the exactly. most amazing part. Well, I have no birthdays again for the second time. I you think have this to is actually do some research for a daily winning. I did. And I want to still give it to one of our auditors, Leslie, who posted that yesterday her daughter, 11 years old, placed as grand champion in showmanship, grand champion performance, and grand champion in ranch horse at their fair. So I just wanted to give her uh, a shout out. I don't know the daughter's name. So Leslie, please give her a hug for us and tell her job well done. And we also know what it's like to be a mother of a person who's doing all of that and training for all of that and all the drama that goes involved with that. So hug from us for that. So that's my daily winning. Way to go, Mom. <laughs> I have two daily winnies. I would like to start with the fact that I posted on my personal Facebook page that I have been educating young 18-year-old Abby, who's been staying with us for the last month, in classic cinema. And I feel like I got a late start. But I just showed her yesterday uh, Crocodile Dundee, day before yesterday, and last night was Coming to America. First of all, forgot how awesome and somewhat inappropriate if you have a seven-year-old around that Crocodile Dundee is, but still fantastic. (laughs) Does it hold up, Crocodile Dundee? Oh, my God. It was fantastic. Did it? Okay. My seven-year-old turned to me at one point when the hookers are on the street. (laughs) Uh, He turns to me and he goes, Mom, I don't think this movie is all the way appropriate for me, is it? Oh, my God. (laughs) like, no. (laughs) And that's why you get to watch it, (laughs) because you understand that it's inappropriate. Uh, Then uh, funny that he said that. Yeah, I was pretty shocked. (laughs) Um, After he went to bed, we watched Coming to America, which is... Does that hold up? Oh my God! Yes, it okay. is. So, we uh, Abby laughed hysterically. We laughed hysterically. Um, so I po- posted on Facebook. I'm like, Hey, can anybody like give me some other movies? I and think that right was one now, of his best movies, by the way. And I know he's done a lot of movies, but that was such a great movie. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I mean it's so quotable. I'm like, there's things that I say all the time, especially like when when you're in the kitchen and somebody gives a hand you a knife and you're like, oh, That's not a knife. 
That's right. Like all these these quotes that just come out like no, but and then the quotes that come out of uh, coming to America are just insane. You just can't not quote coming to America. So um, I'm educating her on those. And so I asked people, said, what else should I show her? Well, she's only here for a couple more days, but I have 131 comments to the <laughs> tune of about 700 movies that she needs to watch. And uh, so far. Does she like these old movies? She. Abby, do you, do you like these movies we showed you? Did you like the movies we showed you? Loved them, yes. Oh, Wants good. to see Crocodile okay. Dundee 2. Okay. So- <laughs> Which was not as good as one. <laughs> no, but Dundee 3, you just talk, pretend that didn't happen. Happened. Yeah, that one didn't happen. I, I forgot that it did happen, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, once after the movie was over, I'm like, you know, Crocodile Dundee actually married that lady, Linda Kozlowski, and uh, they're still married today. Are they? Through his, yes, yeah? his co star in Crocodile huh. Dundee. Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. See, I'm full of information. Anyway, uh, it was brought up. Somebody said, obviously, she has to watch The Man from Snowy River. And I'm like, obviously, you've already seen that. And she's like, what? No, I've never seen that. I'm like, <laughs> I cannot oh believe she been in your house this whole time and not seen that. I am I feel like a, I, it was like a gut You're punch. You're delinquent. One. It was a gut punch to me, and it kind of hurt. So Did uh, now, watch um, Black Beauty, too? Did you force her into that? Uh, she seemed like me. Yeah. I had slumber parties with children, with all my students, and I'd make all the girls watch it, and I'd be the only one who would cry. <laughs> um, my brother said this, and one of his comments was, it's a picture of a movie poster, and it said, I had to see this dumbass movie in theaters because of you. She should suffer the same fate. And it's a movie poster of Sylvester. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so we've got a lot of work to do. Unfortunately, it's raining. So she may think she's going to do something today. She's not. She's going to watch movies. Um, and I bet you it's starting with Man from Snowy River. I bet you it, that's, it, that's the with. first one. At, at 1030, Man from Snowy River and Popcorn kicks off, Abby. <laughs> is this is my <laughs> fault i have had an insane morning it raining and horses coming a galloping around and lightning storms and all this right so major lightning storm last night tons of rain all my dogs i take them out to to down to the barn and bring in all the horses i come back up i i get the dogs in the backyard they start barking like crazy and we, uh, Abby's like, I think there's a coyote out in your pasture. I'm like, dang it. You know, like they're so close to the house sometimes, but whatever. Um, I go back in the house and I'm, I need to get something out of the garage. I walk, oh, I was getting the gate clicker for Chad, which I still forgot to get. Um, I walk out in the garage and I see there's a coyote in my garage and I scream, Bloody murder. Because uh, all I know Came is that there's, there's a coyote in the pasture, so it must be a coyote in my garage. Well, it turns out it wasn't a coyote in my pasture. It was a dog that is now in my garage. And it is a, sp- a Springer Spaniel, skin and bones, and it's like 100 years old. Okay. Oh, no. And I, I, but like, I thought. I just saw it out of the corner of my eye and I screamed because it's like rave. My dog, my dogs have a big like tub of their feet out in the garage and she's trying to get into the tub of feet. She's so skinny. She's a skeleton. So she's got a collar on. Is so there at least like can... an email list that goes out from all the animals in Oklahoma that say, we need a sucker house to go to that is this woman who just feels bad for everything and will take care of us. I'll show up at the, her house. And then did I 
marry you? Is there a GPS no. directly to your house? That is what Chad said. He's like, he because I scream in the garage and he comes outside and he's like, what's wrong? And I was like, oh, there's a dog in the garage. He was like, Jesus, how do they know? <laughs> he's like, what did you do? I'm like, babe, I just woke up. I was out here with you. Why didn't go get a dog and put it in my garage and steal the dog food? Like, this is not my fault. This is not my fault. He's like, it is your fault. They know. <laughs> like, we had like a fight this morning about this poor senior skinny ass dog. It's like starving to death. That's eating my dog food. I wonder though, if it's one it's of those. I wonder if it's one of those stories where if you bring it to the vet and scan it, it has a chip and it escaped three years ago from some place in Maine. And it's made all its way out to your house and you're going to be in the national news. You know what? That would be fantastic if that was like my weird news story for the day. It was like, there's a dog. (laughs) I think it's, it is, it is. You have to have the dog scan. Now I need to know. Well, here's the problem. It has a collar on with a number. Oh, And so. Is it a main number? I called Char. No, it's an it's an Oklahoma oh. number, so it's not as exciting as you think. But I called Charles McElhaney, and uh, the number has been disconnected. Charles died ten years ago. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm thinking. And the dog has been on the loose ever since. I mean, I'm sorry, Charles. Sorry about your luck, Charles. But like for real, <laughs> you got to do something. Did that you plan. Google Charles to see the story? I haven't yet. It happened literally. I was, that's why I was late for this right, show. Well, this. Good luck. Let us keep us informed. I want to know the d- details on that on Friday. But before we run out of time, we we have to hear about your horse shopping. That's more important. So, uh, Equitana. By the way, we've been advertising that here. What a year since they announced Equitana is going to happen in September is not going to happen in September. No big surprise, I think, to anybody. But they finally announced that they're going to do a virtual event. I'm kind of almost virtual evented out now. I got to tell you, between the podcasting virtual events and the horse virtual events, I'm getting virtual evented out. But anyway, they're going to do that. And apparently they are going to refund money if you were a vendor that uh, you can ask for a refund of money or apply it to next year. And you need to notify them what's going on. They did send it out yesterday to everybody. Uh, and with everything going out to Kentucky Horse Park, we kind of knew this was the case. But we wanted to let you know officially. All right. So you had talked to us about auction. You had three horses you were bidding on a Monday at the, what's it, sporthorseauctions.com? Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm officially outbid on all of them. But okay. I may drop in at Chad the last minute. so minutes. happy. <laughs> oh, God. When I got outbid on the pony in Michigan that I probably had too many glasses of wine and bit on <laughs> truth be told. Um, he's pretty excited that I got out bit on that one. And I, and I was a little relieved about the other one. Cause again, too many glasses of wine. I bit on that one. However, there is one that I'm still interested in. So, and I'm not going to tell you guys because our listeners are assholes. And, um, a lot of them <laughs> went on and like, they're like, oh wow, I was gonna, I was gonna bid on that one. I'm like, yeah, you're all dead to me because I'm like, I told you that in confidence. The ones that I liked, okay. Now I'm not gonna talk to you about that anymore. What I will tell you Do about. Do you understand is, the concept of a microphone and a podcast? <laughs> We've been I doing this ten sharing. years. I was sharing, and I said uh, you can't go bid on the same ones I'm gonna bid on. But um, somehow I got outbid on like all of them, so I'm not gonna talk about it anymore. Um, we'll just see how it goes, and you are going down those of you well okay see that subject is dead to us uh what about the you went to look at this little was it a paint pony 
Oh my God. So yeah. So I, 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 you know, Craigslist. It was 12 and a half hands, right? It was smaller than the scooter. So it was 12 and a half hands. And you wanted and, to know if you could ride it. That was the question. I, right. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I'm 5'3", 130 pounds. And, and overwhelmingly, everybody said, absolutely, you can ride a 12 hand. But, you know, they did the math. If it's this many pounds, you can carry this many pounds. And, and I had a, I had a pretty good uh, leeway for it. So uh, again, in the ad, <clears throat> the ad was this horse is three. It's super green. It's just really cute, but it needs training. And I'm like, that's what I do. So maybe I can take this pony and like train it. So, um, I go to see the pony, which is oddly enough, like six minutes from me. How, why does that happen? Okay. So there's a, this pony is six minutes away. So my farrier comes, she was at the house. I'm like, come and see this pony with me. And she's like, oh, okay. she gets in the car. Abby gets in the car. Mind you, they're both five ten. With legs for days. So we get to see this pony and we're driving over. And I'm like, I just so you guys know, I don't know what this is going to be. All I've seen is one picture of the pony and it's super cute. But like, I don't know anything else. I don't know who these people are. Well, I, lo and behold, I pulled into this beautiful driveway, tree-lined, going up and up the up the hill, tree-lined, gravel driveway. It's beautiful. We get to the place. And I mean, it's somebody's house, but like nice house. With, like, you know, just kind of like some kind of a backyard facility with barns here and there and, and some, you know, pastures, Electrofrance pastures. And um, Mackenzie, my farrier, looks out. She goes, oh, there he is. And he's still out in the pasture, which is speaks great. I, I'd like to go see how the horses are brought in and tacked up. Like, you know, it's always sketchy when you get there and they're tacked up already. So I meet the lady and she's super friendly and super nice and goes, she's like, here he is. And goes and gets him, brings him out of the pasture. Glenn, I swear to God, he's like 11 hands. He's, oh. like, he's like one of the horses he's that should be measured tiny. in inches. <laughs> oh my God. He was so, I was like, Oh my God, you're so cute. And bent over and hugged him. Okay. <laughs> like he was tiny, like they're 12 to that's six inches taller than he was. Okay. Like he was ridiculously tiny. Um, and so, but she's like four, 10, you know, the, the owner says, she's like, I'll just go ahead and ride him for you. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I would break him like immediately. And she's like, well, <laughs> you know, that's a, so she tacks him up. He comes right to her, you know, he's good for getting tacked up and he goes up and he is a monster. Like he just, she's just kind of like sitting on him and she's a rainer. So she knows how to ride, but he's just like kind of crow hopping along, <laughs> just like bucking and carrying on and going crazy. And I just, I, I, and she's like, Come and he bugged so much that his saddle like got shoved up his neck, you know. So she goes to get off, and I, I just walked out to the arena. I was like, "Let me stop you." Okay, so yeah, this pony is. I, I kind of took the approach of like instead of like a buyer, I'm gonna go and just help her. So I took the approach. I walked up to her and I was like, "Listen, um, he's too small for me." to, to, to teach, to jump and all those things like that. But I said, here's the problem. I was like, you've got him listed on Craigslist for $1,200. You seem like a nice person. You a really nice place you live in. I was like, you're, first of all, you're underpricing him at $1,200. Now, is he worth $1,200 now? No. But what you're doing is you're sentencing him to, 
not so great a life for a $1,200 Craigslist pony. You can ride this pony. You can train this pony. I said, put 30 to 60 days on him and price him at $5,000 instead of $1,200. And an educated horse is going to have a better life than an uneducated horse. So here's the deal. Send him, I'll even help you send him to me. I'll train him. And then you tack that onto his price. I was like, I, I can at least teach him to drive. I've done that before. Right. I mean, yeah, I don't that was like so it. Successful. Yeah, it was so <laughs> successful, but she learned how to drive. I just didn't like sitting at the cart, but anyway, I can do, I can, I'm like, I can help you. I'll do whatever you need to be done. You can ride him, like get him, you know, walk, track, canter safely, put some of these kids. She has lesson kids and all that. And so I'm like, put some of these kids on him, take a video and and, and put him online at $5,000. Please don't put him online at 1200 on Craigslist because he will be bought up by somebody who's sometimes not. Uh, so, I mean, come on, it's Craigslist. So uh, she actually heeded my advice. By the time I got home, she messaged me. She's like, I took the ad down. I'm going to put some training into him. And thank you so much for being wow. a part. Right? Somebody listened. <laughs> and nobody was shirtless on the whole farm, Glenn. <laughs> You found not the one, one nice farm in Oklahoma? Not one shirtless <laughs> Oklahoma person in the whole place. It was awesome. I was amazed. So anyway, I feel like at least I did some good and helped them. But oh my God, the pony was so cute. But he was so you tiny. Had, let's just, re let's <gasps> just reflect on that quickly. You had a good experience at a farm in Oklahoma. <laughs> well, I would say I had a good experience if I would have bought the pony and liked it. Oh, However, it was, it, was, experience. it was at least six inches shorter than <laughs> I was told. So, I mean, there is still that. You know, measurements <laughs> for horses is kind of a loosey-goosey thing. You know, is it? Yeah. It depends it on how big your be? hand is. You know, my hand's probably bigger than your hand. A hand is four inches. <laughs> For those at home who are unsure of what a hand actually is, it is four inches because in the olden days, they would put their hand sideways and measure all and up the horse. And uh, that is how they got that. And it just became over time, four inches. We horses are the only things that are measured in hands. It's, it, I mean, there's, it's not it a is thing. True. That is true. And so, yeah, it's, it's not Whereas, that hard like, to be acres accurate. is different in every every country. There's hectares and all different kinds of things, right? Yeah, but horses, hands and horses is like universal. That's so universal. I feel like we should all be fairly. But good if you at don't have right a now. tape measure, you kind of guess. You know, she kind of guessed. You can get a tape measure, like <laughs> really easy. It's really, or you can just like I don't know measure so this thing how tall made he is. Scooter look big. <laughs> Oh my God, it was so tiny. How big is Scooter? He's uh, he's almost 13 hands. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was smaller than that. Yeah, he's 12. He three. Was... I say almost 13 to make him feel better. You know, <laughs> like you say, I'm almost 5'3. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this pony was like, I don't know. Like I said, it's one of those that should have been measured in inches. I mean, he wasn't a mini, but he was pretty damn close. <laughs> I mean, he was close. Anyway, so there you go. Didn't buy the pony. It was not a love connection. However, I did make a friend and help somebody out. So it's good. Very good. Well, you can help yourself out by heading over to statelinetack.com right now. They're still having their 25% off to 35% off sale over $129 if you buy anything over that. Right now, they're highlighting the healthy. It's called Healthy Equals Happy. It's the top-selling main detail supplements. They have a whole different, whole different variety of supplements on there, including 
Uncle Jimmy's Hanging Balls are listed on there, too. So you can uh, you can find Uncle Jimmy's Hanging Balls. You can find all kinds of horse treats on there. You can find a ton of different kinds of supplements as well, all on sale, some up to 25% off. And when's the last time you see the supplement on sale? That doesn't happen too often. So uh, the other thing that I noticed that was on here is they still have... The uh, fly protection from Happy Horse on there. So they have the Happy Horse fly repellent. That's marked down to $18. That's uh, saving 25%. They also have the livestock fly spray and the neem oil. That's something we heard about, right? Use the neem oil. So uh, that's on there as well. So they have all kinds of bottle goods right now, as well as their featured products, which they have on there every month, including saddles and breeches and, and sheets and some stable supplies. Head on over right now. Get your discount it's 20 to 30 25 to 30 percent off depending on your order size right now at statelinetack.com all right we are you hear dogs barking in the background my dogs have just discovered that there's another dog in oh, there he yard. hasn't left he's he's hanging around I put him in the yard. I had to start the show. I oh, just, I mean, right. it's a live show. I can't be like, I'll get come back to you. Like, it, it, I mean, I was like, I found this dog. It happened literally right before I sat down. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us who is sponsoring today's horse health segment. Horse health segment horse is. Health. That's hard to say. You can't say that. You never get, it. get horse, it wrong. Every horse week. health. Horse health. <laughs> today's horse health report is brought to you by the Horse Nutrition Podcast on the Horse Radio Network. The Horse Nutrition Podcast covers topics you'll love. It highlights the world's most extraordinary horses, how they're trained, and what kind of nutrition they're given. A part of Purina's Full Rain documentary series. Go to slash full rain to see them all. The latest episode about movies, movie horses. And this health segment was brought uh, That's at the end. Sorry, I was getting ahead of myself. Well, we're going to uh, talk to Julie Busby today and um, yeah, hear a little bit yeah. about dogs. Dr. Julie Busby, and she is the founder of uh, Dr. Busby's Innovations. And she's going to be doing a regular segment with us from now on. We're going to talk about that. Let's get Julie on here. See if we can connect with her over Skype here. Hopefully. If Skype cooperates, we'll be connecting. I know she's there. I see her there. Hopefully. So I, you know, in all the years we've been doing this show, we keep saying we want to do, uh, we want to do more segments on dogs. Just what you talked about, because what's the second thing we've talked the most about when in the animal kingdom, other than horses, is dogs, dogs. especially when it relates to your dogs. I mean, I was like, I cannot believe we're having somebody to talk about dogs when I just found a dog. I know. (laughs) I know. And your dog might have Lyme disease. And that's what we're talking about. This dog's got all sorts of things. (laughs) (laughs) Or doesn't have all sorts of things. Yeah, well, are you keeping it separated from your other dogs for the moment? Uh, Of course I am. (laughs) Just in case it has uh, all those other things. For protection of all of them. (laughs) Rabies being one of the things you have to worry about, right? Uh, I guess... I wonder how long a dog would live with rabies. Can't I don't know, long. but Glenn, I handled the dog, so I like hand fed it this morning. So uh, thanks for did you touch it? Of course, I touched it. It's like a hundred and a skeleton. Hello, Julie. Welcome to the show. I cannot hear you guys. If you can hear me, uh, we right. can we're hear gonna, you. We can c- hear you. We can. We're gonna cut. Uh, cut there. Let me mark that down. Hold on, live listeners. Julie? Julie. 
Uh, I'm going to type to her. Julie. Julie, 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 Julie. Settings. Julie, Julie. Talk now. Yes. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Okay. So I just got off a Skype call and everything worked perfectly. And I don't know why I cannot hear you. I'm so sorry. Nothing still? Let's go and we'll talk you through it. I would, but she can't hear us. <laughs> I'm going to hang up and try to call you because I think uh, now no, that no, you're don't group, that. No. let me just give that a try. No, don't hang up. No. Uh, okay. That won't help us. Got it. Uh, let me do this. Let um, me try. Okay. Let, uh, let me hang up on everybody and try calling her back first, okay? I'll call you back, Jamie. Hold on, live listeners. Can you hear me now? Oh, but I didn't hear it. So the only thing that I did differently was plug in my microphone. But like I said, I just got off a Skype call where everything worked perfectly. So... I'm sure this does have to do something with my settings. I'm so sorry. My phone number eight. Type it in. No, no, no. We're live. Type it. Type it. Chat five nine two. Type 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 in. There we go. I need to grab my phone. All right. Let's try this again. Okay. All right. I don't know what's happening, so I'm going to call her phone. Uh, She said she just got off a Skype call. All right. Let's try that. Hello, this is Julie. Hello. Okay, we'll try this. Can you hear us now? Yes, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it must be your settings because we could hear each other, so it had to be you. <laughs> so, uh, yes, that's no, I get it. All right, we'll just use the phone. Um, all right, let me count us back in. So, uh, let's see. One. All right. Ready, Jamie? Ready. Okay, three, two. One. Well, hi, Dr. Busby. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much. I'm so excited to be with you. So uh, we're going to talk about doggies today, but I first want to hear, uh, you're a veterinarian. Are, are you a small animal, large animal, what? Well, I'm a small animal veterinarian currently. I've been a vet for almost 24 years, but I started out as a horse vet. That was my, my heart and my passion and still is, you know, I think when you're a horse person at heart, you're always a horse person. But unfortunately, it just was a really difficult lifestyle with having children. So I'm a hybrid now. 
Oh, so you didn't you didn't want to be going out at two in the morning every night when your kids were trying to sleep? I, I feel like a traitor saying this, but sadly, I just I couldn't pull it all. I don't off. know how they do it. Uh, to be honest, I don't know how any vet does it. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, it was it was a great life lifestyle when I was single, and I loved it. But I actually have eight kids now, and so what? it just couldn't all work. <laughs> I did not know that you have eight kids. I do. Jamie has one, and Jamie, you. I don't know that you could survive eight children, Jamie. To be honest. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the good Lord only gives you what you can handle. <laughs> All right, Julie. So he might have I... miscalculated. Yeah. For me. <laughs> I was just going to ask, can you handle it? You know, no, nobody's right all the time. <laughs> I mean, you know, things happen. <laughs> wow. What ages are they? Five to 18. That's a spread there, girl. That's a spread. <laughs> That's that's a lot of kids. You're uh, a saint. Were they all homeschooled last year at the end of the year? Were they all homeschooled because of the COVID? Yes. So they were, but we've homeschooled from the beginning. Oh, so it was oh. not too much. They they were actually mad because they're like, well, friends have, you know, their load has been lightened and they're having more, you know, their schedules relaxed and you're still cracking the whip. So, yes. <laughs> so for them, it was no big deal. It's like, we do this every day. Uh, right. <laughs> well, I, I give you kudos for all of that, let me tell you. So, uh, <laughs> you know, one of the things we've talked about for years and years and years is we wanted to do more doggy stuff on the show because we all have dogs. Jamie has like 25 and a stray one showed up this morning in her garage. So. I have four, Glenn. It don't make <laughs> me sound crazy. But yes, a senior emaciated old ass dog was in my garage eating do- eating my dog's dog food this morning. I don't know where the how they find me. I'm on 20 acres and, and my house is in the middle of the property. I don't know. She's, I've got all sorts of alerts going out in the neighborhood, but yeah. Um, so I thought it was appropriate that you were coming on today. (laughs) Well, my heart is, my heart beats for senior dogs. So I I hope that you find her home or find her a good home. Well, I know you will. I hope she finds her home because if she doesn't, Chad's going to have another dog in the house. It's me or the dog. (laughs) That's what it comes down to. So, all right. So what we're going to do is uh, twice a month, you're going to send us little canine health minutes where we're going to talk about about doggy health and the things we have to deal with. And I noticed a lot of our listeners have been posting this last week, ironically, about their dogs having issues and going to the vets and all of this stuff. Uh, So we appreciate you doing that. You're going to be doing that for us. And I want to thank you in advance for doing that. And we really appreciate it. Oh, my heavens. I thank you for the opportunity. I'm like I said, I feel like I'm totally at my home with the horse world and I'm excited to share some some dog tips and news as well. Well, let's today talk about Lyme disease in dogs. And, you know, we've talked about Lyme disease in horses. We talked about Lyme disease in people because of my situation having it. Um, and, you know, I feel like the one thing we have not talked about is Lyme disease in dogs and how it presents and, you know, what you do and, and kind of the, what you look for. So kind of give us the 101 on Lyme disease in doggies. Okay, so actually 90, maybe even 95% of dogs with Lyme disease are asymptomatic. So um, the vast majority of dogs out there who are infected with Lyme don't show any symptoms. I practiced in Pennsylvania for about 10 years, and it was amazing the number of dogs that would come up positive on the Lyme SNAP test, which is an in-office test. We know the results in 10 minutes. It just takes two drops of blood. And it's also part of testing for 
for heartworm disease. So it's something that we did annually on the majority of our patients. And so the number of blue dots that we got showing Lyme positive were just mind-boggling, but the vast majority of those dogs didn't show symptoms. Now, the ones that did had fever, uh, they just weren't feeling well, maybe not eating, and then lameness, um, which usually starts in the leg closest to the tick bite and then can shift around to even other legs is is one of the hallmark symptoms. Okay. It's interesting. Would you say that dogs are more asymptomatic than any other critter, including people? You know, I don't know the comparative numbers, but I do think it's really interesting how well they seem to manage the the disease. So is it until they don't? Yeah, well, uh, let's <laughs> if talk. If they about... don't manage it well, they really don't do well. So let's go over what do you look for and how do you manage it. All right, so I I still think that that screening is the most important thing. So. Um, it's called but before I get to the screening, before of, I before I get to the screening, what am I looking for at home? What's going to happen to my dog so that I I know I have to bring it to the doctor in the first place? Okay, got it. So um, we veterinarians always like to do preventative medicine <laughs> and, and head them off at the pass before there's problems. All right, so your dog's sick, so limping, fever. It's going to be things that would drive you to the vet anyway. Maybe you're not thinking tick-borne disease, but it's not something you're going to miss. And if your dog is sick from Lyme, you're going to have a sick dog on your hands. Lethargic. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So the, the hallmarks are febrile and then all the things that go along with having a fever. Lethargic, you know, droopy, maybe not eating, um, not really moving around the house well. And like I said, lameness is another big, big clinical sign. And they do antibiotics then if the test comes up positive? We do. The antibiotic choice is doxycycline. I think it's that's true for people as well. Mm-hmm. Doxycycline is such an interesting drug because it actually has anti-inflammatory properties and possibly even chondroprotective properties, so protection of the cartilage and the joints, um, but it's an antibiotic for, for Lyme. Lyme is a nasty, nasty little organism. I'm, I'm sure you could speak to this, Glenn, but yeah. in the body, <laughs> it can actually morph from the spirochete form, which is like this long spiral piece, piece of linear, like a line of little spaghetti, into like those, a ball. And it can do that almost like a spore to protect itself from the body's uh, immune system. So it's just, once you get it, um, I don't actually think the body, at least speaking for dogs, and I imagine it's the same for all species, I don't think the body ever clears it. I think it just kind of manages it and hopes to keep it in remission, but I think that organism is there to stay. That's what I've learned, too, having dealt with this for so many years. And what what tends to happen then is some people, obviously, like any other disease, some people and animals uh, can handle it and some can't, right? Their bodies handle different things different ways. Uh, The other thing that's interesting about Lyme, too, well, Lyme is just one of what about 100 different tick-borne diseases, right? There's a lot of them. Right. And there are. And Lyme scares the dickens out of me. Like, I would rather... Just even personally and for my family and certainly for my patients, it's a very frightening disease. And part of it is because of this concept of co-infection, exactly what you're talking about. There are so many tick-borne diseases, and I'm convinced there's many that we have never even identified. So there's kind of the big names that we talk about. And interestingly enough, our blog this week is on the four big tick-borne diseases. So we kind of go over all of them. But I think there's ones that we don't even know about. And I think sometimes when we have a dog in the in the hospital 
And I just think, wow, this dog has a hallmark tick-borne disease, and yet he's not showing up positive for any of the big, the big ones that I can test for. I treat with doxycycline anyway, and the dog gets better. So I, like I said, I think there's more out there. And then the concept of co-infection where the dog actually has Lyme plus on top of that other tick-borne diseases. Uh, we have a host here who hasn't been on a long time because she's still dealing with this. Uh, and Emily, everybody knows Jumping Emily, she's still housebound after a year doing all kinds of treatments and stuff. But the problem she had is she had Rocky Mounted Spotted Fever, Lyme disease, and, and the one that starts with a B that I can never say, all at the same time. She got them all. And, you know, her, it oh, just God, killed her. her immune system. Uh, and she's still fighting that. And, you know, she's housebound now because if she got COVID, she'd be done because her immune system shot. Um, so, right. you know, and you're right. It's interesting because more 5,000 people about it for uh, three between three and 5,000 people start. And you lived in Pennsylvania, so you probably know about this. Hike the Appalachian Trail every year. And the thing, the thing that takes them off the trail more than anything else is not falling and hurting their ankle or breaking something or spraining something. It's ticks. It's it's Lyme disease. Wow. Yeah, because I did not know. Yeah, that. well, you're hiking in the woods and you're hiking in the Virginia. You're hiking in Pennsylvania, Connecticut, all the way up through there where where Lyme, New York, where Lyme disease is prevalent. So uh, is. I think we've kind of determined it's in all 50 states now, haven't we? I know it's more prevalent in some than others. It is. It's actually all 50 states and all over the world. It's definitely a, a global issue. Okay. So go see your doctor, get the doxy, um, and dogs are going to probably react better to it than, than horses. Some horses have obviously had this battle too. Uh, and we have some listeners that have had some horses with bad Lyme issues. Um but I'm glad to hear about the doggies. Do cats get it? You know, it's really interesting because we have proof that cats can convert and become seropositive. So they do get Lyme infection, but they don't seem to show signs. So they don't get Lyme disease, quote unquote, but they can be infected with Lyme. So it's really interesting what, what makes them resistant. And the naughtier the cat, the more resistant they are. Isn't that how it usually works? <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works with all species. It's true. Now you have your. Uh, we had you on a long time ago, but you have a Doctor Busby Innovations, and a couple of the things you have on there. We had talked about the toe grips for doggies before, but you also. I noticed I was on your website. You also have a joint supplement now for dogs, that, and it has some interesting ingredients. So tell us about that. Yes. So I'm really excited about this joint supplement. I mean, you know, there's 9 million joint supplements on the shelves and on the internet today. But the reason I'm so passionate about this one is it has um, green lip muscle, which I think is just one of the more mainstream ones. I've loved that my whole career, um, really seen amazing positive results with that. But it combines with, in this, in this specific supplement, New Zealand deer velvet, and New Zealand deer velvet is so packed with growth factors because it comes from the deer antler, which grows from nothing to like this 40-pound you know, structure in less than two months. It's the fastest-growing mammalian tissue in traditional Chinese medicine. It's considered a plant, actually, because it's so fast-growing. And so we get those growth factors into these dogs with um, issues with joints and cartilage, arthritis, uh, hip dysplasia, and it really seems like the synergy of those two ingredients just not only makes their body better, but just gives them so much more spark and spring in their steps. So it's like my secret ingredient that I use for my 
senior patients to just uh, really kind of give them the boost that so many of these senior dogs need. And if you keep that dog, Jamie, I will, I will send you free joint supplement for your senior dog. <laughs> Girl, you better, I got a long list of senior dogs at <laughs> <in> my house. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a senior dog junkie as well. So I just, I can't, I can't stand it. So uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we, you and I should not be friends. We would, we just made <laughs> okay. no, each let other. me tell you, let me give you a warning. If you come on this show and you become friends with Jamie, she will be calling you on Christmas day. Uh, <laughs> this dog, I need help. I don't know what to do. Yeah, I won't call you on Christmas right. Day. I do, I only do that to the other guy. I hate to ask this question because I don't know what the answer is going to be, but we're going to get this question. Is the deer velvet harvested without the poor deer dying? Absolutely. Okay, yes. that was my I question. Be a part okay. of endorsing something otherwise. I didn't so think it's you would. Harvested humanely. Okay. The deer was going to lose it anyway. The deer yeah, goes deer on a merry that. way yeah. to, you know, to live a happy life. And um, we've actually done studies to to check cortisol levels pre and post taking the uh, taking the antler, and, and everything's good. It's a it's a humane process. Yeah, they they tend to shed those anyway. So, um, right. <clears throat> yep. Just like just like sort of like snakes do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, if we could find right, since it's her humane. God, we're gonna have to be friends. Okay, and a green fine. lipid muscle is a is a something out of the water. Is it like a muscle, like a fish muscle? Yeah, yeah. So it's a shellfish, but it's so cool because I'm sure you've heard of glucosamine and chondroitin and fatty yeah. acids. Well, when you when you take those things and you make them in a lab, they just don't work nearly as well as when they're a whole food supplement. So, like okay. vitamin C, for example, if you take ascorbic acid. It's a completely different ball game than taking a whole food supplement that supplies vitamin C because vitamin C, the way nature intended it, actually has like 200 things around it to improve absorption and bioavailability. So same thing. So green lip muscle is a natural source of chondroitin, fatty acids. Like it's so it's I love that it's a, a, essentially a food supplement. I learned something new today. <laughs> I didn't know about green uh, lip muscles, or, or I didn't know that they did that with deer antlers. So that's cool. Very good. And so it's <laughs> Dr. Busby's Encore Mobility Deer Velvet and Green Lipid Muscle Joint Supplement for Senior Dogs. Couldn't get the name any longer. Uh, and it is, where can they find it? Where can they go to get it? So it's on our website, which is toegrips.com, T-O-E-G-R-I-P-S.com. And we actually have a promo for your listeners of 10% off with okay. uh, promo code HORSES. Just HORSES? Just HORSES. I'll tell you what I'm going to have you do. I'm gonna ha we're going to do this on the fly. Okay. Have you change it to HRN? Because all our promo codes are HRN and the listeners can remember it better. So, Oh, my heavens. We should have coordinated. My bad. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll change the promo code. The HRN. I'm on it. We, we try and do that. That okay. way they don't have to ever remember what a promo code is. It's HRN. So yes. use, yeah, right, she'll get it. that changed right away. And uh, we'll post a link to it in our show notes as well. And we look forward to your continued health minutes. Yes, I can't wait. I think we're going to have loads of fun just giving little sound bites on the dog health minute. All right. All right, so Julie, much. I'll call you tonight around midnight. <laughs> around cool? midnight. That's when she'll call. Too. You, you watch. Girl, you know, I put my kids to bed and I'm up at midnight burning the oil. So you call me anytime. <laughs> Eight kids. That's the only time she gets anything done. Oh, <laughs> so, bless your heart. It's true. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Busby. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thanks, guys. Thanks. 
Oh, that's interesting about dogs. I didn't know about that and Lyme disease. Well, good for the dogs. So your dog probably does not have Lyme, or probably does have Lyme disease, but it, it's not causing all those problems. That's something yeah, else. Yeah, it's funny. I treated a dog for Lyme disease forever ago with doxycycline. So there you to, go. You know, there you go. Well, this health segment. She knows what she's she talking She knows. About. It's interesting about those, about those different ingredients. I had no idea. Uh, this health segment was brought to you by the Horse Nutrition Podcast and the Horse Radio Network. Now in their third season, each show highlights some of the world's most extraordinary horses, how they're trained, and what kind of nutrition they're given to help fuel their performances. Episodes this year include training Hollywood movie horses, therapeutic horses, helping vet- veterans, and an inside look at traditional charro horsemanship. Plus, today, they just had an episode come out this morning, so you can go find it uh, at purinamills.com slash fullrain or at any place you get your podcast, look for the Horse Nutrition Podcast, also on the Horse Radio Network app and on our website. And today's episode was all about vaulting and vaulting horses. So uh, you can find out you can find that today, and it's award-winning. It won this year's Best Podcast Award in the Horse World. So check that out, the Horse Nutrition Podcast. Are you ready? Do you, are you queued up? I as ready as I'll ever be. All right, good. <laughs> I think today's weird news segment is all about the headlines. It was just whether or not the story was super interesting or great. Uh, the headline is what drew me in. And let's go to Moscow because this is actually really interesting. Russian scientists are working to retrieve a well-preserved skeleton of a woolly mammoth. It's so well-preserved, it still has ligaments attached to it. It's from a lake in northern Siberia. And uh, this is not that weird, I guess, but just super cool. I thought we should They got a big chisel out, and they're chiseling away. Yeah, Yeah. and the skeleton was found. And again, one of those jobs you didn't know was a thing until like you read about this. The skeleton of the woolly mammoth was found by local reindeer herders. There you go. (laughs) You know what I'm really glad they didn't find was a great big mosquito with like a uh, triotosaurus blood in it. You know, I'm really glad. Triotosaurus? I'm not familiar. The headline grabbed me on this Jennifer one, was watching I'll... Jurassic Park the other night, and I saw the part with the mosquito and extracting the, the blood. So The, was... the part with the triatosaurus. Yeah, the triatosaurus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those darn triatosauruses. <laughs> They're, They're dangerous. So you got to watch dangerous. out for them. <laughs> watch it actually be a thing. I know. i got to look it up now. Send emails. <laughs> yeah. um, this was a headline that I just had to get, and um, it was... New York man fakes death to avoid jail, but typo gives him away. Uh, A Long Island criminal defendant tried faking his own death to avoid a jail sentence. But, and I don't know if the lawyer gets in trouble for this or like what, but his lawyer submitted a death certificate for his client. Now, maybe the lawyer didn't know, but um, the certificate of death was filed. I'm trying to find the exact reason I read it. No, I just have to find it because I want to read it exactly. Um, while so, oh, by the way, this guy's been arrested like a hundred times for things. And he was actually out on bail when he got arrested again. And then he's sentenced again. And he's getting, you know, uh, <laughs> he keeps, he finally, he's like, I'll just, 
pretend I'm dead. So he got a death certificate. And while it originally looked like an official document from the New Jersey Department of Health, Vital Statistics, and Reg Citri. <laughs> they spelled registry wrong. He spelled registry wrong <laughs> on his death I thought you were going to say they spelled New Jersey wrong. <laughs> New Jersey Department of Health, Vital Statistics, and Reg Citri. Um, so apparently there was also inconsistencies in the font type and sizes. So this guy goes to jail because he's missed, he was too. like a bad Craigslist ad. And that guy's going to be in jail for a long time. And um, he is... He was released on bond again, but they brought him back in saying, no, you don't get Maybe bond. we should stop releasing this guy on bond. Maybe that's the key to Let's this. just put him in. Yeah, let's, let's just, just, put just him get in. it over with. <laughs> and, and it, Oops, sorry. No, it's okay. We'll move on. Because this is my last weird news story. And I just, it, you know where we have to, I, it's been a while since I've ended one of the news stories here. But where are we going to go for this story, Glenn? Oh, Florida. <laughs> we are heading down to Florida. A Florida woman has filed a lawsuit seeking a paternity test on her goats. <laughs> and he goes to say, she's not kidding. Oh, according to <laughs> the lawsuit, Bella, Gigi, Rosie, Zelda, and Margot could be registered with the American Dairy Goat Association. That's what she thought when she bought Bella, Gigi, Rosie, Zelda, and Margot. And um, registered goats have higher value than unregistered goats. So this lady who's been selling the goats uh, for about 10 years always provides information to her clients, but apparently... Did not provide whatever needed to be done to get these goats registered and um, won't pay for the DNA to prove the paternity tests of all of these goats. They have to do the hair follicle DNA test. And anyway, she ref she offered to like refund her money. She's like, no, I'm just going to sue you. I guess she loves Bella, Gigi, Rosie, Zelda, and Margot, and doesn't want to give them up. So she's decided to sue. Um, and um, there you go. I just thought, you know, the, again, the headline, Florida woman sues for paternity test on goats. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so basically we have goat dealers that are the same as horse dealers. Oh, I'll get you the papers. I'll send them to you. I'll, I'll like, I, to you. I just, I was happy to know that there were other shady animal dealers <laughs> out there as well. <laughs> Yay. You think there's Good shady time. chicken dealers? Are chickens registered? Do you re uh, is there a chicken registry? Were you registering your chickens? Like show yeah, chickens? Yeah, you know, I who was it that was just talking? Oh, the people that uh, sent me that last horse for training. And they had the their trailer. And the, he goes, he probably won't get in the trailer. It smells like goats. Sheep. <laughs> they show their sheep. They're in like a four H and they show goats and sheep. So I'm sure there's a chicken registry. They have do all sorts of like showing. Oh, I know what it was. He's like, probably won't get in the trailer. Smells like pigs. And Lucas <laughs> is with me. And and he's like, I was like, Your trailer smells like pigs. He's like, Well, you know, we got we show the pigs. And Lucas is like, How do you show a pig? <laughs> so they explained to Lucas how you don't hit him with a stick. You just steer him with the stick and you walk him around. And uh, yeah, this horse was like, mm, that isn't very, nah, I don't like that. In that trailer. 
All right, we have two minutes, and this is all the longer we can talk about this. I did this intentionally, so you wouldn't have much time to talk about it. Um, and we have our guest coming up. We have our next guest, our Black Rain's guest of the month. And oh, Kate Winslet is back in the news because Disney Plus announced that they're going to be re-releasing one of my favorite books and movies of all time, Black Beauty. But only they're going to do it as a hip, modern version of the classic. Let me stop there. Hip and modern should not be in the same sentence with the words black. Beauty. Oh, it's hip and modern. It's going to take place in the United States and it's going to be black. Beauty is going to be a girl, not a boy. And is going to be a wild Mustang born free in the American West. And when she is captured and taken away from family, her story intertwines with that of a 17-year-old girl named Joe, who's grieving the loss of her parents who just died. And the two slowly develop a bond and go out and win everything in the horse world. Does that sound familiar? Jesus, are you kidding me? Okay, nope. now they're I've taking Black Beauty, which you know I hated in the beginning, but they're making it worse. They're making Kate it like every Winslet other horse movie not, out there. She's first of all, the book takes place in England. Kate yes. Winslet is an English actress, yet yes. they're taking an English actress, actress and making her have an too. American accent <laughs> to be in a movie. That, okay, let me stop you. Okay, tell me, tell me what movie this is. Okay, it's a wild okay. Mustang, and the yeah. girl meets yeah. the wild Mustang. And they become best friends and she tames it through a, like a series of, you know, like terrible falls and things like that. They fi she finally learns and she doesn't ride. So she's like having to learn to ride and ride a wild horse at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go through this whole thing and then they end up going to the horse show because somebody's going to shoot the Mustang, but she ends up running away with it and takes it to the horse show and wins a bunch of money and saves the farm. That's every you horse movie made in the last 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> every single one and now they're gonna do this one is the exact same and i'm uh, sad that all the children growing up are gonna think that's what black beauty is a kate winslet voice and i love kate winslet this Let could have been say. a good contemporary period drama set in england right i mean if they had done it from the book it could be it could be a good movie just yeah. why would you call it black beauty and then change black beauty and, and, is and black, black beauty is a i'm sorry i know this is a sound sexist but wasn't Black Beauty a stallion, and that was the idea? Black Beauty was a stallion, and that was it, the idea. Was well, it he wasn't was stallion like a stallion. They, they never. I think he was castrated. Oh, uh, they never okay. said it, but I don't. It was a boy. I mean, he was a boy, and he was a you know bred and raised at a very nice place, and then like slowly went yeah. down and in the ranks of a carriage horse. All right. Well, we, like, that's all the time. Er, that's all the time I've allowed you to talk about <laughs> this. So we're going to move on to our black reigns guest. Let's and, it <laughs> and as and you know, once a month, black range sends guests over to us to chat with, and they're always tremendous guests. We love having them on. And we have Wendy coming on with us, and she's going to talk to us about growing up in the oh, Dominican Republic with horses. Her. All right. Enough Black Beauty talk for one day, or actually one year. Let's <laughs> hope it takes 10 years to get this movie made, and I hope to talk about it again. All right, I'm calling Wendy. <laughs> I'm just getting some tissue. Hello, Wendy. How are you? It's Glenn and Jamie. <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. We're just having fun here chatting about uh, terrible movies, so... Uh, oh my goodness! <laughs> so thank you for saving us. Uh, we appreciate it. Now, Wendy, um, 
if, thank you for being our guest today uh, and uh, for participating in whatever we're doing here. Uh, you are on the air. We should tell you that. If um, we lose you, we'll call you back. But otherwise, uh, t- tell us about, gosh, I mean, you grew up in the Dominican Republic with horses, right? Yes, I did. So t- what yes, was that like? So it was it was pretty it was pretty fun. So my family um, on my mother's side is from Dominican Republic, and uh, my grandfather over the years acquired a lot of farmland in the east part of the country, um, where we had um, we grew um, oranges and lemons and limes, and so we were one of the mass producers of citrus for the Caribbean, believe it or not, and so. At some point in time, he was looking for, this is how all the horses became, came to be on the farm. Um, he was looking for an animal that would keep the grass low, but wouldn't eat the orange trees. And so I guess he went through goats and sheep and all sorts of different animals. And finally, somebody told him, just get horses. They won't bother the orange trees. And so that's how it came to be. So, so he came... Well, that's interesting. They would obviously bar- and- bar- they would bother the apple trees, but I guess they. <laughs> I never thought yeah, about it. horses right? don't yeah. eat oranges. <laughs> I never think about that. Well, I I guess because the um, orange trees the the leaves are very tart. I uh, guess. Okay. And so I believe it's not very good to eat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so they really didn't bother them, and so he brought in a brood mare and a stallion and. I'm telling you, I mean, it just got out of control. It came to the point where we, at some point on that farm, had probably 100 horses. And they were all pretty wild. Um, But it was very fun because the whole purpose of, I mean, we had all the family would come over and we would go, like all of us, the kids that had a lot of cousins, were a very large family. And we would all get together every summer and we would spend the summer at the farm. So they would take us, but it was, it wasn't really just, oh, come on, guys, and have fun at the farm. No, we had to earn it. So they would take us to the factory where all the oranges were being packed in boxes. And so each of us had a marker, and we had to mark what type of orange it was on the boxes. And that kind of was like our task for the day. And then after we would finish that, then they would let us, okay, yeah, now you can go ride. <laughs> uh, it's like a fun and summer so, vacation. Guys, pack the boxes. Yes. Get going. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it was it was pretty fun, though. I mean, it did give us a sense of responsibility. You know, you got to earn it. So that was great. And, um, and yeah, and that's how it kind of came to be. So we would pick our horses, and they would get broke by somebody. And um, so we each had a horse. Like, I have a famous picture of all of the cousins. We're all riding on each of our horses. And there's, like, a bunch of, like, chickens in the background. I mean, it's a really crazy picture. <laughs> but, um, so- yeah, it was really fun time. Now, I know a lot of uh, thoroughbreds are in the Dominican Republic. What kind of horses did you guys ride? So there is a lot of thoroughbreds in the DR, but the horses specifically that we had at the farm were gated horses. Most of them were like a cross between Pasofino and maybe a thoroughbred, I want to say. Um, a lot of Paso- There's a lot of Pasofinos in Puerto Rico, and f- somehow they came to the Dominican Republic at some point in time. So the DR does have a lot of gated horses. Um, And so, yeah, so that's kind of how like our whole passion or my whole passion for horses started. Like that was just, I was every summer, it was, oh my God, going to the farm for the whole summer. It was just crazy. 
And then obviously at some point, like I was such a daredevil, I would be running up, I would be galloping up and down the orange groves. I mean, it was just, it was so much fun. But at some point I knew I wanted to do something else, you know? And so I asked my uncle because my uncle is like an avid animal lover in every sense of the word. And um, I think I got my, probably my animal loving from him. And um, I told him one day, I said, I want a horse that I can actually like jump. Like I want to be an equestrian, you know, like a true horse person. <laughs> I don't want to just that, run around you know, like, on gated horses. Down, yeah, yeah. Up and down orange groves. I want a proper exactly. education and it's cool. Good for you. Exactly. And so he said, okay, we'll, we'll do this, but, um, you're going to have to somehow, you know, earn this horse. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, do anything, you know, as kids, uh, I'll do anything. And so it was, it was super fun though. The only setback, like for me, honestly, and it wasn't really a setback. I think it was more like education, educational for me is um, when I did say that I wanted a horse, like we went to an equestrian center at that point in time. I mean, I'm talking, this was back in the eighties. Um, the DR, I believe only had two equestrian centers. One was called Las Colinas, which is where I rode. And then there was another one called um, Feria Ganadera. And those were basically, actually, no, there was a third one called Mitram. And those three were the only ones that existed and we would compete against each other. And it was, but it was funny because I had my cousins, like two of my cousins actually decided they wanted to ride, but they decided to ride in a different, different place. And so we would compete against each other. And, but mind you, we would, we would spend all summer, right. You know, riding up and down orange groves together. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. That sounds really fun. Um, was it jumpers? Yeah. Did you do and jumpers? So, did they do, did they have anything yeah, so but jumping? Jumpers. Yeah. No, uh, well, let me tell you. So it's pretty funny back in the day in the DR, um, I want to say English writing wasn't like, I mean, it was popular, but it wasn't super popular. I mean, it's an island. It's pretty small. And, you know, riding horses is, I don't know, it's, it, it, it's an expensive sport. Let's put it that way. So, I mean, there was a handful of people that rode. It wasn't like craziness. Like when we would um, go to horse shows, like there was probably five people in a, in a class. So it's not like here in the States where you go to a horse show and there's like, you know, 40, 30 people in one class. Um, but I mean, it was pretty, it was very fun because it was a very big family, family gathering. And um, so I ended up getting a horse. So a lot of my um, friends from school and everything that rode, they had horses that were imports, you know, they would bring them from here, from the States actually. And sometimes from Europe, and there were a lot of warm bloods there. That's, that's typical, right, with hunter jumpers. Um, and so my uncle decided, okay, yeah, we're going to get you a horse, but yeah, we're not spending, you know, this whole ton of money on this horse. We're going to get you something as a beginner horse. And I'm like, oh my God, okay, I'll take anything. <laughs> so we finally go to this place in the DR. It's called Central Romana, and it's this big agricultural industrial corporation. Um, they do sugarcane, um, but they also have ventured into livestock and tourism and all that. Right now, it's a huge corporation. And so we went to go see a herd of horses that they had um, that was supposed, they had like some Arabian cross. And the reason I couldn't take one from the farm was because they were gated, right? So we ended up getting, I ended up choosing a horse from one of the, the corrals, which is kind of like choosing a wild horse. 
And then they took, like, I didn't see him for probably like a month while they actually um, gentled him and everything. And then the day I can remember right now, the day that I brought him to the equestrian center, like, oh my God, you have no idea how many pointing fingers and how many laughs people got out of that because he looked horrible, like (laughs) just horrible. He was completely sunned out like his coat was brown. he was supposed to be a very dark bay he was completely like he looked like a dun and his mane had been roached and I'm telling you he looked like a retired polo pony I mean it was just horrid and he was very young but I just want to say that maybe in the DR my uh, the idea of gentling a horse back in the day wasn't as gentle um so he did look a little roughed up you know and so, yeah, I got a lot of pointy fingers and everything, and everybody was making fun of me, you know, the underdog. But that's okay. I've always been the underdog. And so I went ahead and, you know, I fattened him up, and I started training him myself with my trainer. And I will let you know that we kicked a lot of warm blood butt down there. It was amazing. <laughs> Good for you. It was it's, amazing. No, I'm the, telling you, it was great. It's great. That That's cool. I mean, it's always a good, a good story. I mean, it's like what all we were just talking about horse movies. It's like all the horse movies are like the underdog comes back on the wild horse and ends up winning the championship yeah. and saves the farm. Yeah. And then you come on and describe <laughs> that exact thing. Exactly. <laughs> well, tell us a little but bit no, about your business. Really fun, though. Tell, before we run out of time, tell us a little bit about, uh, about your business and how to say it. Yeah, we, we've been fighting over how to say this name. So. Okay, so it's called Equestrian. And the name comes from equestrian and a seamstress. So it's equestrious. We knew that one. What's the next word? Atelier. Atelier. So an atelier is, yeah, atelier. It's, uh, an atelier is basically where seamstresses work. So it's kind of like their shop, right? Okay. But it comes from French. But like in the Dominican Republic, we call atelier, we call it an atelier also. Ah, yes, it's okay. five times fast, Glenn. I love it. Okay, so what do you guys yeah. do? So, uh, have, so we have, um, I started off with a one item, which was a carousel show shirt cover, because I was trying to think of how to get into the market with something that wasn't already out there, because nowadays, like, there is everything. I wish we had all that back in the day. Um, and so I decided, and I brought in this, t- it's kind of like a t-shirt. It has a wide neck. And it fits over your helmet without having to take it off. And I bought myself an embroidery machine and I started embroidering them with everybody's horse's name on it or people would want their initials on it. And it became a really cool trend. And that was basically my first product. Um, It's been a year almost to the date now that we've been up and running. And after that, I sought out a manufacturer and I decided I wanted to bring in because at that time I was living in Florida, which is very hot, let me tell you. And so um, I decided I wanted to bring in some riding tights that you could use, but that weren't so thin where, you know, us adults don't look too. Yes, we need support. Place, you know I mean? we, we just need, yes. uh, like, uh, you know, not to have it transparent uh, how, uh, how things yes, are working back thank there. thank you. So that's exactly what I did. So I found a fabric that I liked that is like a blend with compression. So it keeps everything in its place, nice and smooth looking. And it's very breathable. 
And so I added belt loops to it because all the types that were out there did not have belt loops. And I felt like I looked a little deranged because like coming from back in the day riding, um, everybody is tucked in, you know, nowadays that's not such a big, big thing, but for me it is. And I really like using belts. So um, I added belt loops to it. And so that's how the truth came to be And the name truth. Um, I wanted that because that was the name of the original um, riding trousers um, that originated in Scotland. And so I wanted to keep like everything traditional yet modern, if you want to say, like kind of like an, a, a traditional attire for the modern day equestrian, let's put it that way. And so it, they've been a hit. I really, I personally, because I made them for myself, really, and I personally feel very comfortable in them. And I believe a lot of people do also because we have had a lot of good <laughs> a lot of good business has been done i actually just want to tell young. you uh, yeah the the classic yes, the houndstooth breeches that you guys have with the cell phone pocket and the belt loops i'm in their full c with the little like silicone oh my god those are the coolest pants ever so uh congratulations Thank on this you. business that is just fantastic i'm putting that my husband's right behind me i'm pointing to it right now i want that that's what i want <laughs> i want those <laughs> fantastic well i yeah thank you. So what's the website the website is equestrious.com E Q U S T R I E S. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but this it's equestrious.com. Yes, exactly. You guys go check it out. Those oh my god, those hounds tooth are is they just are, the cutest they thing I've pretty. ever seen. They oh are my pretty. god, I just love the classic patterns. Uh yes. yeah, it's great. Well, thank you for coming on. We'll put a link to your website in our show notes so everybody can go check it out. And uh, Wendy, thank you for coming on and sharing your story with us. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Thanks, Okay, Wendy. you too. <laughs> bye. I'm going to okay, get in those pants. They oh are gosh. some good looking breeches, let me tell you. <laughs> God, they're so cute. And they have a cell. I can't buy any breeches or like uh, the smooth dried riding jeans. I've they, they ruined me because now I have to have a cell phone pocket that's not on my butt. You know what I mean? Yeah, know exactly what you mean. And she's right. Uh, a lot of the tights don't have the belt loops. So none of them do. Yeah, yeah. So she's she's and they're priced right too. They're like seventy dollars. Yeah. So yeah. No, yeah, no, they're very good looking and the patterns are different. That's what I like about them. They're not just black or white. <laughs> so yeah. Damn it, these interviews always cost me money. <laughs> it's equestrious.com. Interesting about the Dominican Republic. It's a country you don't think about horses when you think about Dominican Republic. It's not it's so what cool thinking about mind. galloping down. Orange, orange groves. groves. I know. I knew you'd I'd pick up on like, that. Wouldn't that be cool? Grab an orange yeah. on your way by. Have a snack. Well, that's Love it for today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Tomorrow, we have The Driving Show with Dr. Wendy. She has a whole bunch of guest books, so we'll have a full show for you tomorrow. And then on Friday, we're going to be announcing a whole batch of new prizes for this month for really bad ads. She already sent them over to me, and let me tell you, you think last month's were good, this month's are even better. So you're going to definitely want to get your ads into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. And that's what's happening the rest of the week. Don't forget about new shows coming out. We have the Horse Nutrition podcast came out today. We're going to have Retired Racehorse Radio, I believe, come out here in the next couple of days. You guys recorded one. So look for that as well. And then Jamie uh, is going to continue horse shopping. So uh, that's uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm not letting any of you jerk faces know what I'm up to <laughs> on this auction. I, yeah, I've got I'll bid on everything. I'm going to have to wait till next month. Thanks a bunch. Did you recognize any of the names, by the way? 
of the bit. I don't know who they are. Oh, All of a sudden, I just tell. get these messages. You've been outbid. It's oh, like eBay. Like, be, mm, you got screwed. our listeners, and you don't know. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, here's the thing. Bye. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bid on uh, number 17, <laughs> 26. <laughs> making that up. Spade Nudergeld. All right, we're out. Hey, auditors. So, <laughs> the Black Beauty thing. <laughs> I don't like Black Beauty to begin with, but how can they trash a classic? Like That's that? not even the same thing. <laughs> it's like they're just using that name to get attention or something. I don't know. And uh, I would not... I saw a picture. Uh, let me get back to the Black Beauty thing here. What did I want to talk about in post shots? I don't something know. Else? I saw a picture of Kate Winslet. I would not have recognized her. I haven't seen a picture of her in ages. Ages. So I just wouldn't have recognized her at all. I don't know why. I just I always picture her on the front of the Titanic, and that's the last memory <laughs> I have of her, right? So, anyway, what did you want to talk about? I asked for suggestions here, and, and uh, I, I got suggestions that basically said, we love when you guys just don't talk about anything, just random music. So <laughs> that's usually what we talk about. Uh, what's for dinner? Oh, God, don't stress me out already about what's for dinner. <laughs> yeah, and I'm on my serious diet, so dinner's not always great. Although I've been making some pretty good food considering I'm on my serious diet. I was Well, here's the thing. Yesterday, speaking of serious diet, I had kickboxing. But before that, Abby and I took to. Uh, did you see the post about me taking Duke and Zeus over to the oh, lake? The, over the lake, yeah, yeah. How that you were in the water swimming in the water. We took him swimming. I I pulled off all my. T- so we went for like a two hour trail ride, right? And then we went back to the trailer and took our saddles off and put them away, and then went back to the lake. And I was bareback on Zeus. And what I didn't realize is how damn far the lake was from where I parked my trailer. Oh my God. I rode that bony ass horse bareback for two miles bareback (laughs) on Zeus with deer everywhere popping out, uh, all the way to the lake. And Abby, because Duke is a little older and maybe I thought would have more of a backbone. Abby took my bareback pad. (laughs) I did not have a bareback. Isn't Duke the one I rode? Yes, yeah, okay. Duke is yeah. a big giant sofa, but yeah. he's you know he's twenty six, so things have sagged and <laughs> places. Don't we all know about that? Um, so yeah. Anyway, so it was really far, and then Duke jumps in, but I mean I had to like pretty much kick, 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 squeeze, 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 squeeze to get Zeus to kick, carry on forth into the water. Yeah, because he's used to going to water when he's been chased. That's the instinct. <laughs> when you're being chased, <laughs> he's like, I don't really want to go. No, I don't want to do that. So I took him in the water and um, used my legs the whole time. And then you know, there's a moment when you swim a horse where all of a sudden the water goes over the horse's back. And it's like a whoosh. And all of a sudden, it doesn't just go over the horse's back. It goes up your crotch. Whoosh. <laughs> You're like, oh, there it goes. Okay. <laughs> that was uh, that was the moment. We sunk down in the water. And um, so then, not thinking, then I had to ride Zeus two miles back, soaking wet in the crotch and my ass and everything. Like I'm like so chafed right now. It's not even funny. Then we get all the way back. And I'm like, Where's my bag? 
I forgot my bag of change of clothes. So then I had to drive all the way home in these wet ass breeches, my socks and underwear all soaked. My shoes are squishing. I had to get out of the car. And then of course, like I can't just go change. I have to unload the trailer first, get the horses out and get them comfortable, hose them off, get them in the barn, do all that. And then Chad's like, can you help me find this day? I need this. And so I'm walking around like with like a wet butt, <laughs> sweaty, <laughs> sore. I can hardly move. I barely, I, Oh, it was the worst. It was so fun to swim. Totally worth it. But like, Oh my God, I'm done. And then I went to kickboxing and he's like, the first thing they say in kickboxing is everybody ready. We're going to jump as high as you can for three minutes. Go. (laughs) I was like, fuck you. I'm not doing that. (laughs) And he's like, you're barely getting off the ground. I was like, I bet I could jump kick in your face real quick <laughs> one time. Back off, asshole. <laughs> so there you go. There That's you go. the post show that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> I'm dying. And I got now I got to go figure that. out what to do with the damn dog that's in my backyard. <laughs> hey, oh I'm still God. doing my yoga. What? Yeah, I'm still doing it. I'm still doing my yoga. I do it three three mornings a week, and then the other days I ride my bike. Uh, I'm down to, I'm down to the weight I was when I was the sickest during Lyme disease. Oh yay! You've made it to your I sick. I made weight. it to the sick you. weight. I'm down to one ninety, which is I you know that's low for me. Um, now, so, can you see abs or is it just... Uh, there's no diet? abs yet, but there's okay, less fat. And they'll pop there's out. less rolls <laughs> than there was before. And the pants aren't fitting as well as they did. But, you know, I'm at that point where it's like, I have some clothes from the lower weight. Because you know how... Do you have the two sets of clothes too? The higher weight and the lower weight. And then you just go back and forth. Because um, I've lost and gained weight so many times being with my illness that I've kept the lower weight clothes. Yeah, and you have I, to keep yeah, those. Yeah, I keep them. Yeah, but I don't throw those out because I know I'm eventually going to back into lower weight clothes and I know I'm eventually going to get back to the upper weight clothes again. Yeah, so, never throw anything uh, away. So I keep those and I keep those around and I'm starting to get into those again, which always feels good. But if I lose another five pounds, I'll be at the weight I wrestled at in high school. Wow. Way to go, buddy. No, I have like a, I I used to my whole life go between 125 and 130 at a five pound swing. Well, post child, it's it's like 130 to 140. Like now I have a 10 pound swing and it's higher than my high school weight. Thank you very much. Um, (laughs) It's all the muscle that I built. So, you know, I'm just really heavy because I'm super strong. Uh, That's it. That's what it is. You don't look like you're heavy at all when I see your pictures. I've really only had like a five pound swing my entire life. But again, I work pretty hard to like. Well, were well, you not... riding horses all day and doing farm work and stuff? That, and vegetarian and like. Yeah, I, I'll I, take I'm, it out I, of you. <laughs> here's the thing is that if you, um, my mom's not listening, but like if you look at my mom and all her sisters, weight is a big problem in my family. And so Are I. Are they all on the shorter side? Everybody's short and everybody's heavy. Uh, and it's just uh, the whole, every one of the women. Oh, so you were um, so doomed. You had to. You had to keep an eye. I've on I've been it. really. Yeah. I've really been um, probably bordering on anorexic most of my life. So <laughs> it's like you know that's what you do. Yeah. Hmm. But no, that's so. So it's just. I mean, we uh, all go up and down. That's just the nature of things. I think. Yeah. Exactly. We so no. Um, I'm just on my way down now. I was looking. <laughs> this is something. Do, do, so Monday, I have my colonoscopy. 
And it's been oh. about 10 years. So do women get colonoscopies on a regular basis? You know, I'm sure we'll have nurses that like say yes, but I think it's just a dude thing. Because I, I mean, I unless something's that. wrong. Because I was reading what you have to do in my prep this weekend. I'm going to have a lovely weekend here. This is this going to be a lovely weekend coming up. Do women need... I'm I think going, we get our boobs squished, so I mean... Yeah, you get that. So now, this is what I have to drink starting at 4 o'clock Sunday. 3 o'clock Sunday afternoon. You, I have to drink 64 ounces of Gatorade mixed with two bottles of Miralax. That's a gallon in an hour of oh my liquid. God. And a 10-ounce bottle of magnesium citrate. It at least tastes like bubble gum or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to get up at... Th- Not that you're going to bed, because I expect I'll be installing the computer with Netflix in the bathroom. But then you have to get up... This is sexy talk here, people. Then you have to get up at 3 a.m. and do another 64-ounce bottle at 3 a.m. of the oh same stuff. Gosh. And you have an hour to drink it. <laughs> they said... I love the directions here. I, this is the one I wanted to read to you guys because you've all gone through this at one point or another. They give you the for 15 steps, and they made it kind of funny. It's called navigating the before, during, and after of a colonoscopy. And step number 11 is feeling the burn. And that's after you've drank all that stuff. It says, yes, your fanny will pay the price. There's no avoiding it. Skip the toilet paper and soothe your bum with disposable wet wipes you've chilled in the refrigerator. Uh, I've never thought okay. about doing that. Okay, you gotta, you gotta stop. You gotta stop. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I don't have a comment on that. What I do have a comment on, I'm just going to change it back over to, uh, to you. Do you want me to make Abby a uh, member of the auditors so she can post all the ridiculous photographs she's taken of me for the past month? Oh, yeah, I think that'd be a great idea. Okay. <laughs> we'll leave you with that nugget, auditors. You get photos of me that Abby has taken of me without me knowing she's taking photos. <laughs> I bet you she has the good ones, too. You're now going to be an auditor and you can post those pictures. <laughs> she said she can't wait. She's like last night I was like, stop it. Like I was post, you know, sit ups and I've done like 600 crunches and I've jumped for three minutes and I'm dying and I'm on the ground and she <laughs> takes pictures. Fun. She's fun. the worst. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks a bunch. We appreciate you joining us. Ah. God, now I'm like Googling, do women need colonoscopies? What did you find? Did you find anything? It says women at 50 should have a colonoscopy or if anybody has had like colorectal cancer. Jennifer never had. She needs to go through this too. Oh, y'all could do it together. That'd be so cute. Do you think like like, like they have couple massages? Do you think they have couple colonoscopies? (laughs) You'd have to have more than one bathroom the day before, I can tell you that. Bend over and look into my eyes, darling. (laughs) Bye. Bye.